Did you meet someone? I did not meet anyone. Probably not going to be finding any wives at the Alta gym, but you never know. I don't want to make assumptions. Yeah, don't don't assume any. So I'm on the row machine, and you know how every time you pull back out of the wheel that spins with the cable, all this air comes out? Yep. So I'm rowing. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to say names. <laughs> Still, you can't say it. All right. So the kid comes up. He's, <laughs> You're cutting that part out. He's a, he's a high school kid. He comes up while I'm rowing and holds his shorts open and lets the air start blowing up his shorts. <laughs> Are you kidding? And then he holds and then he pulls his shirt out and lets the air start blowing How up his shirt. How close to you is he? Three feet? Pretty close. I'm yeah. rowing. Is he and behind he's you? right in front of me no. doing this. Oh, he's in front well, of yeah. you? Well, if he wants yes. to get the air, Ped would like literally when Ped's at the front of the row, the kid has to be like from me to pet away like yes. when you're when you're rowing does the air blow back on you or it blows straight up and so i'm like away from you yeah so as i'm pulling he's like from me to the wall in front of me and it's blowing up and he's holding his shorts <laughs> open holds his shirt open and then he puts his head down over it and he's like letting it flow through his hair and he like looks he at me say, he looked at you and then he like smiles and points and walks away that's that's kind of funny though. i've never said a word to this kid in my life i know who he is and Another one of our friends was there lifting and witnessed it and was dying laughing. She couldn't okay. believe what was happening. We are going to pause, and I need to know who this was. All right. because I, I hope, It was a first. I hope right now he's on his podcast going, you guys aren't going to believe what I did. I, totally <laughs> just tried to, I just tried to weird this guy out. I was just messing with him <laughs> in the gym. I hope that's what he's doing. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast, powered by Mediacom. I wish. <laughs> uh, someday we'll be sponsored making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm Adam Pedersen, joined by two lovely gentlemen, Tom and Burke, are back. We're going to share all sorts of fun things with you tonight. I can't wait. I actually just finished uh, Put the Kids to Bed. Just finished this season's finale, which is super cringy, as we were talking about. <laughs> I saw the commercial. It's the two best friends, right? Yes. I saw the commercial. I was like, I cannot watch this. Yep. What do you no. mean the two best friends? They have two girls. Two, two bachelorettes. There's two year. of them, and oh. they're friends, and they they both seem really socially awkward. And they're both trying to find a guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nice. they're, they're pulling from the same pond, right? Yeah, but they did a good job this year of like not making that a thing, like where they'd fight over the same guy. Like. They made the guys kind of choose which path they were going down or whatever. It's still not better than my idea. No, but well, I want to hear that. But I, I don't want to spoil it for all the Bachelorette fans I'll never out watch. there. But, um, spoil away. I know, so but he's, uh, not, he's not talking about you. He's talking about yes. listeners. Uh, spoiler alert. Tom's about ready to talk about the Bachelor Bachelorette. Turn it off for yes. a few minutes. So one thing that's – I used to do this, um, and I don't do it anymore as I've gotten older and – I look back at some of my former Facebook posts and think, why would an adult post that? Yeah, gross. But when I was like 10 years ago, I got into The Bachelor and Bachelorette ironically at first, like to make fun of it. And 
what I would do is the during the first episode, the season premiere, everyone's posted on Facebook about yes. it. And I would post the winners from Reality oh, I Steve remember when you did that. Right away. I remember that. You yep. nailed it a few times. Well, Ted, I nailed it every time because they always know before it starts. And I'm just uh, spoiling it for everyone, which is I a horrible to, thing to I do. I used to fill out the bachelor bracket <laughs> with my that. wife. So if you want to talk about a rebellion thing, like that's so dumb. Like, you rascal. Why would I do that? That's so inconsiderate. But It's kind of like when you used to say all the movie lines while we were watching movies at your house back in the day. You hated that. <laughs> like you would say it right before. Yeah. I'd just be speaking the movie lines the whole time. Can you? Okay, I'm going to share my one of my pet peeves. It's a church pet peeve. Nice. I've had this since college. And here's my pet peeve that worship leaders do. When they speak the lyrics right before they're about to be sung. Oh, yeah. So they'll be playing the guitar and then they'll be like, blessed be your name. And then like, blessed that- be the name. <laughs> yep. And then... I'm trying to think of another, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings. And then, like, it's like right, but it's like, and they just keep doing it throughout the song. And it's like, it's, it's very dude, common. It's on the screen behind you on Sunday morning, like, hey, new worship songs dropping Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Are we just playing? I mean, it's mostly no, the same thing. I've noticed them all, all doing that all the time. Yeah. By the way, if you're feeling hunched, you can use that that game box as a little holder stand. for your st- a mic stand. Oh no, I'm good. All right, I super confused what you were talking about. Hunched. Uh, Tom was Tom was talking about the gym before this. I must say, I had an awkward experience at the gym today. Did you meet someone? I did not meet anyone. Probably not going to be finding any wives at the Alta gym, but you never know. I don't want to make assumptions. Yeah, don't don't assume anything. So I'm on the row machine, and you know how every time you pull back out of the wheel that spins with the cable, all this air comes out. Yep. So I'm rowing. You can't say that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say names. <laughs> Still, you can't say it. All right. So the kid comes up. He's, You're cutting that part out. He's a, he's a high school kid. He comes up while I'm rowing and holds his shorts open and lets the air start blowing up his shorts. <laughs> Are you kidding? And then he holds and then he pulls his shirt out and lets the air start blowing How up his shirt. How close to you is he? Three feet? Pretty close. I'm yeah. rowing. Is he and behind he's you? right in front of me no. doing this. Oh, he's in front well, of yeah. you? Well, if he wants yes. to get the air, Ped would, like, literally when Ped's at the front of the row, the kid has to be, like, from me to Ped away. Like yes. when, you're, when you're rowing, does the air blow back on you? Or? It blows straight up. And so I'm, like. Away from you. Yeah. So as I'm pulling, he's, like, from me to the wall in front of me, and it's blowing up, and he's holding his shorts <laughs> open, holds his shirt open, and then he puts his head down over it, and he's, like, letting it flow through his hair, and he, like, looks he at me. Say, he looked at you? And then he, like, smiles and points and walks away. That's that's kind of funny. Though. I've never said a word to this kid in my life. I know who he is, and another one of our friends was there lifting and witnessed it and was dying laughing. <laughs> she couldn't okay. believe what was happening. We are going to pause, and I need to know who this was. All right. Because I, I hope, it was a first. I hope right now he's on his podcast going. You guys aren't going to believe what I did. I totally <laughs> just tried guy. to. I just tried to weird this guy out. I was just messing <laughs> with him in the gym. <laughs> I hope that's what he's doing. Oh man, it was something else. Soccer. Yeah. Tom, the soccer coach. Yeah, I just don't. I didn't see that one. Coming. He's like he's like Alta Aurelia's Ted Lasso. <laughs> well, boys, what do you say we dive into the meat of this? Oh, I have one more thing about football, if that's okay. Bring it. Because you're a football guy. Elijah scored his first two touchdowns of his career. Let's this, freaking go. This last weekend. Two more than I ever had. Yep. And me too. He passed me on the career <laughs> yeah. list. I yeah. had one. Yep. <laughs> he, wait, wait, wait. Are we? Can we do we count like recess football? Because I no, was. No, no. Oh, geez. If we're, if we're counting sixth grade, I'm at least top 10 all time. Do you, do you remember <laughs> our, football. our third grade teacher, Mr. Hupke? Oh, yeah. 
all-time quarterback. All-time QB. Yep. yep. That was fun. <laughs> but so I had like a real question for him because like I'd never experienced what that was like. Sure. One, of, one of them was a 70-yard touchdown run. And it's just kind of cool to watch him have fun. And afterwards, he kind of gets to the end zone. You can kind of see him taking the ball to like do something with it. And then, like, immediately before his arm ever moved too far, he just, like, oh, and handed it to the ref. <laughs> so you could tell he was more excited than he was putting on. So we're riding home. I'm like, what was that like, buddy? What was that like scoring a touchdown? He's like, dad never did it. And he goes, oh, it was fine. And I was like, yeah, I know. But, like, what were you feeling when you turned that corner? Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, and you knew you were going to score. And he's like, well, dad, you saw me stiff arm that kid to get out, get to the outside, right? I said, yep. He goes, I was running and I was running as fast as I could, but all I could think about is how I Derrick Henry'd that guy. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Derrick Henry'd that guy. I love that kid. Yeah. Oh, so, man. In seventh and eighth grade, combined, my class was 09 and 1. Dang. We tied really? Gilbert 0 0 one time. Nice. Uh, we were really bad. Um, my first year in seventh grade, our coaches just made us run all the time. I am convinced if we could have executed a play, we could have ran away from every team in the state. Because you were so well conditioned. We'd have boat raced them. Oh, unbelievably. <laughs> Great conditioning. We just didn't run plays in practice. So we didn't know how to execute anything. All I don't know how many times our coach would just over and over again punt a football and then yell, like, everybody has to go touch it. And the last kid to touch it has to bring it back to him. And then he would punt it again. What? Why, why aren't we running plays? I don't know. All we did was run. So, well, not surprisingly, we're really bad seventh grade year. Eighth grade year, we get some new coaches, um, Spike and Tommy, which is what we called them, but that was not their names. Yeah. Uh, he quickly, I think, assessed the situation and realized eighth grade class is really bad. Let's put all our eggs in the seventh grade class. So he, <laughs> him and Tommy would coach the seventh graders, and they're like running plays. I, I am not making this up. They let us eighth graders just go down to another part of the field, like unsupervised. We were running fake field goals. We had two <laughs> two kids standing like this, like forming a human field goal. We're running fake <laughs> field goals. We're doing all kinds of dumb stuff because I think he realized like in the seventh grade felt like they never lost that year and we were terrible. Spike calls a timeout and we all go over there and this is word for word what he said to our team. Word for word. Daniel, hike the ball and run. The rest of you do something that doesn't suck. <laughs> Go get out there. And Daniel would just hike the ball and run for his life. And I remember one time I'm out there and he goes, just go play fullback. I said, I, I don't, I don't never played fullback. And he goes, it doesn't matter. You're never going to catch Daniel anyway. <laughs> and like Daniel would hike the ball and just take off around the corner. And I'm just running behind him, getting farther and farther behind because he's so much faster than me. And I bring I, I, this triggered my brain because Daniel like we thought maybe we were finally going to win a game. And I remember Daniel getting around the corner and he stiff armed a kid so bad. I mean, just just killed him. And uh, the ref blew the play dead as Daniel was turning the corner and said he stepped out of bounds. Oh. And our coach goes, "Why did you blow the whistle? He was out of bounds." And the ref, we heard the ref. He goes, "I know. He just stiff armed that kid so hard. I thought he was hurt, <laughs> so I just stopped the play. Oh, wait till the play's over. <laughs> That's how epic Daniel stiff arm was. Dang. Oh nine and one. Man, he Derrick Henry him. You'll Man. always have Gilbert though. Man, 
Zero, zero. Yeah. We finally thought we were going to get that, one. A yeah. little glimmer of hope. What do you think our team's record was when my class was seniors? I I stopped playing after sophomore year. But were you guys good then? What do you think our senior our record was our senior year? We were 9 and one in middle school. Mm. The way Eight you're setting one. this up, I'm going to say it was good. Eight and one. Oh and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> we were zero and nine my senior year. Baseball school. It could have seen this coming, yeah. maybe, <laughs> when we're running fake field goals in middle school for <laughs> with, practice. With no supervision. With no supervision. <laughs> Al Murray's got his jersey off, just running around with his bare I, shoulder pads. And he makes a play. I think it was assist or something like that. We finally score a bucket <laughs> after being down 22 points. And, you know, we're getting smoked. And he goes down the court and does the six shooters to the opposing bench. <laughs> And you're like, read the room, bud. My dad literally came off the bench and just ripped him out of the game right yep. there. <laughs> just grabbed him and set him yep. down. Can't be uh, out of that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so funny. This kid, Tony, yelled the F word one time in the middle of a JV football game. And our, he had the 15-yard flag or whatever. And the coach is like, what do you do? And the ref told us or you know, said it to the sideline. And the coach goes, Tony, what are you doing? And Tony goes, he stepped on my nuts. <laughs> and the coach just goes, okay, well, yeah. uh, all right. All right. Just, all uh, right. I understand. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> can't even get mad at him. No. Can't I, get I mad totally at him. I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He was trying to say, if you guys want to be like all these other kids and just sit at home and eat donuts and smoke drugs and not care about anything. <laughs> it's junior high. No, this is JV. Oh, JV. Here's the funny part, though. Smoke drugs. That's what he was trying to say. What he spoonerized it, and he goes, "If you guys want to sit at home and smoke your donuts and eat your drugs, and then like it kind of hit all of us what he just said, and all of a sudden, like little chuckle, and then we all start laughing." And he goes. You guys know what I mean. And at that point, like, you've lost the yeah, huddle. Yeah. yeah. Well, while we're on this topic, this is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about. Uh, for all you rascals and hooligans out there that think you're the only people that were bad when you're little, we're going to ease your mind. We're going to share rebellious things we did in high school and college. Uh, some stories can't be shared. If I'm, rem- I'm, I'm a very self-aware person, and if I'm rem- remembering myself... From the ages of 15 to the time I got married, life just went pretty perfectly. And I always was very respectful. Yeah. Never did anything wrong. I agree. I mean, that's that's my recollection of things, yeah. Ted. But, this yeah. is why it's always good to have a second opinion. <laughs> in high school, I don't mean, Tom and I, we weren't really rebellious in high school. We weren't partiers or anything. I do remember... I was a little crazy behind the wheel. I liked to speed. I got a lot of tickets. I almost killed all of my friends and with a vehicle one way or another. I would have never ridden in a car with you. I, I can't was, stand people that drive recklessly. Let's see here. Uh, I completely T-boned Tom out of midair one time at the baseball yeah, that, field. That was a rough one. I ran another friend off the road. Two of them were in the car, ran him off the road. They like went three sixty through midair, landed in the ditch. You're a menace. You could have killed somebody. I thought I I thought for sure that the time I ran those guys off the road that they were dead. Why did you run them off the road? We were racing, and I went to cut them off. I didn't realize they were beside me. I ran them right off the road into the ditch. They were three sixteen like through midair, smashed down into the ditch. And I turned around thinking surely they're they're goners. And they got out of the car and started yelling at me. 
Which was a beautiful sound to hear. It was, yeah. Jeepers. Because it meant they were okay. Tom, Tom wasn't a part of that accident, but he was there that night. He drove up on See, it. See, I drove up on it and then continued to go where we were going. Burger all the King. guys, All the guys were... This is, I guess, where I would say I was playing chess. They were playing checkers. <laughs> all the guys got into those two cars, and it was just me that ended up totally fine with all the girls in my car. Yep. So, oh, smart man. Where- Tom had all the girls <laughs> in his car. We were racing from Tom's house to Burger King. Yep. <laughs> and it just ended up me be having a delightful Burger King meal with four girls. Yeah. Knowing that, okay, I didn't grow up with you guys. I didn't know you as a high school kid, Adam. But why do I feel like... We wouldn't have been friends, maybe. No, probably not. Why, <laughs> <laughs> why do I feel like Adam's thought process that night was, yeah, I'm going to impress all these girls by winning this race. Yeah. Probably not wrong. And Tom was like, cool. I'm going to actually hang out with them. <laughs> 100%. You and I are not the same. Yeah. yeah. And I That's didn't, what Tom and I didn't end up hanging out with him. I ended up trying to help my buddy dig his car out of yeah. the ditch. And I never hung out with him. I, and, and meanwhile, Tom was like, did that crash rattle you guys? Do you need someone to no. comfort you and console you? Was it scary? <laughs> it was kind of just a class. I would say this is where I was sort of not the best friend in the world because I wouldn't do all of that type of stuff. But like I drove up on that accident and was like, Hey, everyone good? Like, yeah, yeah. We got to dig out here. You know, I'm like, yeah, sounds good. We'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) And the one passenger who was with the friend who was driving the car ran out the road, hopped in with them and left. And it was just me and this one guy (laughs) just digging in a snowy ditch. You should have been. You're responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to leave. I I was ride or die. (laughs) Uh, Ride and die. Yeah, so I was I, I was I was a little rebellious behind the wheel. I lost my license a lot and nearly ended a lot of my friends' lives driving. Um, I remember we used to window chalk people a lot. Yeah, called ourselves the Chalk Bandits. I window chalked a police car one night, wrote for sale on it for twenty five hundred dollars. Never got caught. One time we were, uh, the, I'd say rebellious. Like my dad had told my older brother and I to take a car into the shop. Um, to get worked on like right before school and one of us had i think he had left and we'd forgotten about it so i didn't want to get in trouble and i was supposed to drive jordan to school so i said jordan just get in the car and i'm 16 he's 12 (laughs) like has no business driving a car jordan drove yep because i made him uh so (laughs) jordan is I'm, i'm like just drive slow you'll be fine and it's three miles to get to the shop and then I'll pick you up and go to school. One of the cars that passes by is a state trooper. I'm like, Oh no. And all he sees in Jordan's car is a a tiny head, a pair of knuckles on the freaking (laughs) steering wheel. And that's it. Sure enough. (laughs) Can't even see over it. Sure enough. Pulls him over. And so I go around the block and park behind him and came up because Jordan was in the car at this point. And as I came up to the window, I knock on the window and it startles the cop. He rolls down the window. He goes, what in the world are you doing? And I said, "Uh, I'm sorry. It's my little brother. I told him to do it. Like, it's my fault. He goes, the only thing that's your fault right now is that you should never walk up on a cop that's in the middle of a stop right now. Get out of here. And as I'm late, I'm like, so, oh, yeah. Did you know this guy? Is this like a town cop? No, it was a, it was a, I think it was a state trooper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as I walked away, like Jordan's eyes are just following me, like at, it, big as a deer, like just like a, 
a fawn. Like, what's Pe- going on? Pepperoni size yes, eyes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, he good visual. Yeah, got into a lot of trouble for that. Got you know, obviously. Did like, you get in trouble? No, I mean, well, How? Yeah, yes, I mean, oh, okay, for my parents, but that's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, that was kind of like some bad luck. That's yeah. a Pedersen luck right there. That's a no. Yeah. That's that's, that's not bad luck. That's just, <laughs> that's just a dumb decision. <laughs> yeah. That's where I get all my Pedersen luck stories from, that's though. Yeah. Dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> so things like that. But I, I would say uh, I did things like that. It was never like I was – I never had a curfew because, you know, my parents knew who I was hanging out with. They're right. like, you come home whenever. Like, we know you're not doing anything. Weren't you hanging out with Adam? Well, like, the thing is, is <laughs> that like – That deserves a curfew. I, I had a curfew. What a bunch of garbage harmless stuff we're at adam's house throwing apples at each other or you know playing four-wheeler tag or, yeah kicking which, basketballs into each other's faces yeah yep you know they just always it knew happened. it was it was mainly just boys doing harmless things so like just, i could come home whenever i wanted and sometimes i didn't come home i stayed at peds and next morning i'd yeah. show up and they'd be like where were you last night i'm like oh, i stayed at peds oh okay that's fine you know just, so we were just good boys. dudes being bros yep. just dudes being bros man Yep. Waiting for that morning French toast. Mm-hmm. Mm. My mom made great French toast. <laughs> Does he always bring it back to food? <laughs> yeah. Adam's probably going, mm, we, Ped, those apples we threw at each other were good. Ped, we should really <laughs> just commandeer my mom's services some Saturday Gosh, morning. we need to. Just decide we're going to go to Trudy's place yes. at 7 o'clock and Please. we're going to eat some of that French toast. One Saturday a month. We had French toast at my house last night. With sausage links. Oh, so jealous. So Dude. tell me how you make your batter. What's all in I it? don't make it. Dino does. How's Dino do so it? Jealous. I don't know. I was at home when she made it. I just showed up to eat it. <laughs> well, it's good, though. It's just milk. Is it just milk and eggs and like cinnamon no, there's and more, nutmeg? I don't know. I mean, yes, those are all good additions. I like to put Gosh, a little I French toast. I like to put a little buttermilk in there. Ooh. This was, cream. This was yep. double French toast because she made it with French bread. Ooh, that's even better. You guys are living the high life over there. Mm-hmm. My mom For does real. this pan like <laughs> the normal, the normal batter, but then it's like caramel. She does this like caramel French toast now. It's really, really God. Good. Trudy learning new tricks. She's got Trudy's a tricks. heck of a chef. She is man. Uh, one thing we did do, we turned off windmills. Oh yeah, is like, this like a like a switch on those? You oh, can yeah. slip them they off. Had used to be a giant off. red button on it. Big old emergency shut off. You'd hit it, and all of a sudden the windmill would go. <laughs> And shut off, and then you had like five minutes to get away because windmill personnel would be coming to drive down to that windmill and see why it turned off. And it was us. It was what? Us. <laughs> why? Why didn't you guys have hobbies? That is, it was a fun hobby. No, it was shutting off windmills was a hobby but, Pat, when we weren't playing sports. My recoll- I felt like I didn't have time to do this stuff. <laughs> my recollection of that though was like we did it, and then immediately a car pulled in. There was one night we were driving away. I had my headlights off and I turned them on and I was driving through a guy's bean field to get away. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just the crop that he worked really hard to put in and is going to try to provide for his family with it, Ped. Not a big deal. I think it was Ped's bean field, though. Oh, no, okay, it, was our na- it was our neighbors who oh, uh, that's my even dad worse. and were really good friends with. <laughs> he probably went out there and was like, why are there tire tracks in the middle of my field? I want you to like go Does to this. Does he listen to this podcast? I don't know. You he should might. go to his house and drop off like two five-gallon buckets of soybeans this fall and be like, <laughs> I'm hey, sorry. I just got to even up with you here. I'm sorry for 2004. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was one night where uh, me and three buddies went and shot. We had a bunch of fireworks left over from the 4th of July. So we started uh, – I just said shart. So we started shooting. Oh, that reminds me of like one of – go ahead. 
So we started shooting artillery shells up into the windmill, and some neighbors must have reported it. So we're doing it, and we're getting ready to leave. And some cars come driving down the highway. There's three of them. And one of my buddies goes, oh, man, those are sheriffs. I was like, how can you tell? He said, oh, I can see like the glow on the side of the car and yep. like the moonlight. The flashing red and blue lights on top. That's <laughs> what's giving and it I away. Go, well, they're either going down the gravel road or this windmill lane because we were at a previous windmill lane down the gravel road. Luckily, so this is amazing. So luckily, they turned down the gravel road and we get in my truck and we hightail it out of there and we go back to my parents' house and we're hiding out in the garage and... uh we're like looking out the garage window as the cops are on the gravel road with like a spotlight and they spotlight right across the window and all of our heads are in the window and then we all drop down like a scene from a movie they probably just shine across and saw a bunch of eyeballs but luckily they never came and talked to us or anything and drove away we never got in trouble <laughs> gotta find things to do in small town iowa burke i don't have a lot of rebellious stories but it did remind me of like a three-week period where some friends and i were really into fireworks mm. um there was like a group of us that would hang out like four of us, four guys. I don't remember being the one that brought fireworks. Mm-hmm. Somebody else was the one getting them. Um, this was, I mean, this was 20 years ago when firework laws were a little more strict here in Iowa, mm-hmm. but we would try to, sh- we'd have like bottle rocket wars and shoot each other with Roman candles or try to. Sounds and amazing. the game was like, okay, go like 30 yards out there and run across the yard and we'll try to hit you yeah. with Roman candles. And I kid you not so much fun. I hit Kelly as he was running across the yard in his stocking cap and it started like <laughs> smoldering or like we almost lit a stocking cap on fire. I love it. We would take PVC pipes and duct tape one yes. end of it and then we would set up in different parts of his yard and we'd put safety glasses on Smart. and then you would just you would light a bottle rocket and throw it down your pipe and then hold it over your shoulder like a bazooka and we would just shoot bottle rockets at each other across Firework the yard. Firework wars are that so was great. That was probably... I mean, compared to you guys, that's pretty tame. Oh, we did that. I consider that wild. There was yeah, one New Year's. No, and you, you were like, yeah, and then we'd shoot them at cops as they drove by. <laughs> <laughs> there was one New Year's Eve where I was standing on a stack of hay bales with my snowmobile helmet on while I was letting people shoot fireworks at me to see if they could hit me. <laughs> I hit myself with a Roman candle the first time I ever used one. Oh, that ain't I, great. Well, every other firework in the world, you're like, okay, so I light the fuse, which is towards me, and it shoots the other way. Oh, no. <laughs> so I burned a hole in my Pioneer jacket because I'm holding it, and it just goes, boom, and shoots right back into my stomach and burned a hole in it. And I quickly was like, oh, and I like flipped it around. <laughs> I'm new. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I need an adult. Yeah, the fuse doesn't go towards you on a Roman candle. Oh, there was, man. <clears throat> I guess another rebellious thing. My parents used to have card parties with uh, with their friends. And we got to bring those back. Yeah, card Our generation doesn't have card they parties. Have card parties. My parents were in a card club. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, it was a great sense of community. And, like, once the kids got old enough, they'd let us, like, one of them. We'd go hang a, out with all the other, be- all yeah. the other kids. One time it was over in Storm Lake, and we were all old enough to kind of be on our own. Like, I want to say I was maybe 11, 12. Um, and my brother was, what, 7 and 8 something like that his friend was eight nine and a couple others and we go they, they dropped us off at the skating rink that was like two blocks away We're like you guys hang out here for a couple hours and you know skate and here's some money for pop and popcorn whatever be fine right well me and one of the guys decide that we're gonna like do what's that show that it used to be the competitive skate rinks where they'd go around and try to hit each other Mm, roller derby roller derby yeah, and yeah so we're older and can skate better 
So we'd get going really fast. Oh, and as no. we came up on my brother around that ledge that you could like, we'd like hit him into the board. And check like him over the ledge. Check him over <laughs> the ledge. And we got warned for it once. And oh, of course, that, lady, that lady took no guff. Warned for it once. They didn't catch it the second time, but Jordan knew like that we were on thin ice. And so he faked a major injury to his leg. <laughs> And we got banned for life from the skating rink. <laughs> in Storm Lake? In Storm Lake. I haven't gone back since. I recently was there. It's it's like a time warp it's to the same. 1970s. It, ha- it hasn't changed a bit. Oh. It's it's unreal. And it's it, the same lady still, I think. Yep. Same owner. She hasn't aged a day. Yep. She's She looked 75 then. I think she looks <laughs> 75 now, I would yep. assume. Same lady. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about the time my brother lit my other brother on fire? No. Um, this is interesting. Horrible, horrible trick gone wrong. So while my dad was building our new house, we lived at my grandma's farm um, while we were waiting for the house to be finished. And that led to lots of unsupervised time out in the country alone. And my middle brother got heard about this trick from one of his friends um, who had older brothers and is just probably not a great influence. But the trick was you soak your arm in water then you spray hairspray on it oh no then you light it oh and then you quickly dump it back in water (laughs) and like your arm being wet is supposed it's the dumbest thing it's like a membrane over it or something (laughs) yeah okay so at this time makes your arm fireproof like a fireproof jacket i'm seven my middle brother's 10 and my oldest brother's 13 okay so I this is typical for my me and my brothers. I'm just an observer of this. I'm just watching this going. I don't know how this is supposed to work. I'm standing in the garage drinking a huge glass of Sunny D. That's what I remember. (laughs) And they spray my brother's arm with hairspray and my brother lights it up. And immediately my middle brother starts screaming. (laughs) Also, they're they totally forgot like the bucket of water to put it out. <laughs> now they're just panicking. Now my brother's just on fire in the garage. <laughs> and without thinking, I just took my giant glass of Sunny D and just dumped it on his arm. <laughs> Sunny D. Which put it out, but it's acidic. Yeah. And my brother's just screaming. Yeah, and stinging and his everything. Skin is like blistering. I mean, his arm was on fire. And uh and had hairspray on it. I mean, so then we all start panicking. My brother's freaking out. My older brother calls his friend's mom, who was an EMT. She comes out. My parents were so mad. And I remember my brother's skin just started, I mean, like just bubbling right off of his arm, you know. And I remember they got it all wrapped up, the EMTs, whatever. And I can remember sitting at the foot of the bed eating Lucky Charms out of a box. And my mom is sitting on the bed with my middle brother and he is just crying. His arm hurts so bad. And I remember just thinking like, that was really bad. That was really, really bad. Um, (laughs) Totally forgot about the bucket of water. Yeah. Just, and you know, what's funny is like, my brother doesn't have any scars from it. His arm did not scar at all. That is crazy. But it was just like, so, so stupid man, to be able to witness that. Yeah. And thank goodness I was drinking Sunny D. Yeah. And a huge glass of it. I mean, it's unnecessarily large. Sunny D saves the day I again. I just jumped into action and put it out. But yeah. So while we're on fire, when I was Man. I was seven, I think. So, I, I mean, is this intentionally rebellious or just a kid that has that in his nature? I don't know. But 
got home from school and my mom was getting ready for some party we had that night. She lit some candles, like make the house smell like something other than dirty socks and underwear from the boys, you know? And, um, it was like first time I knew that there were such things as like click lighters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Mom. Can I look at that? She's like, clicks it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so I Fire. saw her put it away and then went and got it. And in the nineties, um, used to be a cool thing to have like these dead branches, like in the corner of your room, like with these giant plume branches in the corner of our shag carpet living room, you know? And, um, so I went underneath those plume branches just to see the flame. No oh boy. And I was clicking, clicking, clicking. And my mom could hear the clicks. So she came in and was like, what's going on? And I had clicked it and then like turned around and put it behind my back and it caught all the plume branches on fire and like scorched the whole wall, the whole ceiling, everything <laughs> as my mom's putting it out. Like I've black, never heard this blackness everywhere. Yeah. She asked her about it. Um, <laughs> And my youngest brother, Ben, would have been, I don't know, three. And he was, like, napping in a crib in the living room where this was going on. And so she gets it all put out. And there's literally, like, black marks all over the walls, all up through the ceiling, smoke everywhere. She puts it out in the snow in the, in the front yard, stomped it all out. It's fine, kind of. And after it gets all over with, um, my brother was covered in soot while he's still sleeping. <laughs> like, just looked like a little, like a porcelain doll covered in soot. Like he, like it's the freaking 1800s yes. and he just got done working a shift at the mine yeah. as a child <laughs> laborer. Yes. And then it gets all done and I'm super nervous about like the repercussions that are going to follow. And of course, my mom, you know, she disciplined me. And then I asked her before dad got home from work. I said, hey, mom, um, I know I screwed up and everything, but could you please not tell dad? Wrong thing to ask. And no, she's not like, wrong thing to ask, but like the wall is charred. Yeah. <laughs> Myron's not going to have a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, son, I understand. But like, we're not going to be able to paint the walls in 27 minutes here. Like. You're in trouble. <laughs> and he's going to notice, why are the branches in the front yard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Be- Ben's first words were, I got the black lung pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look like the Zoolanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Man, I almost, I uh, I lit our doghouse on fire. I, did, I had forgotten about this. What is it? What is up with fire and boys? <sighs> Something to Man, it. Man, we love fire. We do. I don't know. We had, uh, we always bedded our doghouse with straw. And outside one of those little stick lighters, I was like eight. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. And I lit it up, and the whole freaking thing of straw just engulfed. And I freaked out and ran inside and told my parents. And my dad came out and, like, hosed it off. I thought I was going to burn the whole farm down. And in reality, it was just a little contained fire. Yep. But in my mind, I was like, yep, I'm burning the entire countryside down. So we were demoing our house two years ago. And I got three guys that had just graduated high school. Uh, we're on Burke's baseball team that summer, and they were going to help me demo the house. And they were doing a fantastic job until we were done demoing, really, and we're just picking stuff up, putting it in a trailer, and taking it out to our burn pile on the farm. Yeah. At like, I was like nine o'clock at night. So we started the fire, and Alan was just kind of out there watching the fire. And so they were just supposed to go out there and dump, dump the loads off mm-hmm. and come back and get more. And I was. 
by myself after I sent them away to dump a load off, like loading another trailer, mm-hmm. and they weren't coming back, weren't coming back, weren't coming back. So I'm like, well, I guess I just got to take it out there. And I get out there, I'm like, I don't know what happened, you know, whatever. And they're just all three out there standing by the fire, just staring at it. <laughs> it's like, guys, got work to do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, there's just something about men with oh, we're infatuated fire. by fire. Yeah. Uh, when my brothers were in high school, they had friends over to the house, like is a bunch of teenagers. And like, I'm like 11 or 12, maybe. And, you know, when you're that age, and your little brother, you just want to like be around them. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would be Mr. Host. And we had like a deep fat fryer. Oh, boy. And so I get the idea. You know what this party needs? Cheese balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to deep fry some cheese balls. Makes every party better. 100%. I am going to impress all of these older kids by coming downstairs with a big plate of cheese balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't tell anybody that I'm going to do this. I just go upstairs because my they're all hanging out in the basement. And uh, I go to get the deep fat fryer out of the pantry. And we just always kept grease in it. You just mm-hmm. – or oil. Oil. It was oil. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I dumped it all over the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like use deep fat fry yes. oil. Oh, just the it's most disgusting. running up yeah. against the cabinetry, and I panic. So I just went and grabbed the shop vac. And I, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the shop vac. I shop vacked up all of the grease, and uh, that's that filter had some fun. My yeah, my brothers came upstairs and were like, "What are you doing?" And at the same time, they did not. Tell me to stop. They thought it was just as good. Like, how else are you supposed to pick? Like, an entire deep fat fryer of grease or oil is running all over the <laughs> linoleum. They're like, yeah, shop vac's okay. So we shop backed <laughs> it, and then we just took it to the. Um, we had a gully on our property in the woods, and yeah. we just dumped it into the gully. And my parents knew something had happened. Um, and when they actually went to. Uh, do, redo the floors and stuff they had to pull some of the baseboards and like they're like yeah there was still remnants of yeah. the deep fat. And my parents thought it was funny after the fact that why did you think to shop vac oil and i was like i don't, I know. don't know what else was i gonna do <laughs> soak it up with Gosh, paper towels yeah. a million paper towels yeah. I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys right now how do you clean that up i would i, mean, uh, I probably would have i probably me, I probably would have went and got a whole bunch of mom's bath towels. That's my first thought. And then, and then it as a bath then towel. ruined them. <laughs> bath towels, dunzo. Yeah, yep. it would have been dunzo. Yep. That, that, Get down there with a sponge, maybe. Oil just sticks around for so long time. I shot backed it up. I got it out of there. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> Gosh, that's hilarious. Man. It reminds me of Dennis the Menace when he shot backs the paint. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Turns into that little ball. I made an I'm sorry I shot paint into your chicken card. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> that kid gets a bad rap. Like the, the Dennis really was an all right kid. The human version of it, it he was just kind of a neglected kid. Hot I'll tell you take. what, that guy had pinpoint accuracy with a slingshot. You remember when he slingshot chicklets? Yep. Into yep. the uh, into Mr. Walter Matthau's teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Into the man. What a shot. R.I.P. This is my buddy. This is my pal. (laughs) I love that part at the end with Joey. Uh, We used to quote that movie all the time to each other. I still, to this day, will call one of my brothers a baby rump kisser. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just cannot get on board with an old man that hates a little kid that much. But he ends up liking him. I understand. But you like, got to roll with the punches, he no, says at the it end. It just doesn't feel like it's a flaming doesn't marshmallow feel like a believable forehead. narrative. Oh, Mr. Wilson. That parents would be that parents would one be so neglectful of their child and that an old man would be so hateful of a child. I just yeah. don't I just don't. It was a different time. Martha was always super nice to him. Martha liked him a lot. Why do boys have belly buttons if they don't have babies? So they don't look weird in bathing suits. (laughs) He just says it so, of course, you idiot. So they don't look weird in bathing suits. (laughs) Oh, man. Shout out to Leah Thompson as the mom in that movie. Yeah. Smoke show. (laughs) Uh, College. She's no Suzanne Summers, though. She's She's better than Suzanne Summers. Oh, she's no Salma Hayek. That's <laughs> random. Is that super random? Is she known to we be a were mom? Talking about no. TV moms. Yeah, ah, my bad. We are at the age, though, all of us, where when we watch a movie like that, we're thinking more about the mom. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. we're in that demo now. Where like as a kid, it was it was just that the mom. Yeah, that's nothing. That, yeah. Now, as an as a you know, we're all in our thirties and early. F- well, not early 40s yet, but we're in our mid to late 30s. And now we're going, you know, I see the mom in a different light now. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a different. Yeah, I can uh, appreciate that character. It hits. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it hits different now a little it bit. Does. Yeah. <laughs> don't sleep on June Cleaver. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what she looks like. That show is so old. No, she doesn't. <laughs> well, she's dead now. She's Black dead. and white TV, Adam. <laughs> hey. Leave it to Beaver. Uh, let me get this straight. In a competition between Suzanne Summers and Leah Thompson, you're going to throw in June Cleaver. Yeah. She's my Perfect. pick. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. What about any college shenanigans? I've got... I don't know. I've got many that I do not want to share because they make me be a terrible person. I didn't... I lived such a tame, boring college life. I mean, I, enjoyed, the, I enjoyed it, but I was not wild at all. Just, I went to a Bible college that had pretty strict rules, and I tried to follow all of them because boy. I didn't think they were that hard to follow. I should have taken your route. Like my college didn't even at the time like couldn't you could not watch R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no dancing. It was like town of Footloose. Oh, Footloose. Well, no Beaumont, Texas. No coed dancing. Fair. It was actually a thing at my college where guys and girls would go crash local weddings just for the dancing. They would crash oh. weddings. You'd see people dressed so up. The dancing and still happens. You just, could, just somewhere like else. we did not hold dances on campus, and like guys and girls were not allowed to dance together on campus. And wedding I crashing sounds fun though. Yeah, you would see people dress up, and you'd be like, "Where you're going?" They're like, "Oh, there's a local wedding in town. We're gonna go crash it and see if they anybody rec- like see if anybody stops us. So we just want to go dance." And like my college sounds super strict, but I didn't think it was. I mean, we all kind of laughed at that rule. But I'll be honest with you. I during college I wasn't like, man, I just want to really dance right now. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was not feet, a hard rule to follow. No. These feet aren't getting enough toe tapping. No, I was never a dancer either. So that yeah, wouldn't have bothered yeah. me. And I don't think like Iowa State at the time I was there was probably thirty thousand kids. Mm-hmm. I can probably count on zero hands. The amount of times anyone's like, hey, let's go dancing. No kidding. <laughs> and then, like, my college's other rules were like, you know, no drinking, no drugs. I mean, really simple stuff. I mean, the R-rated movie one, we all kind of laughed at and rolled our eyes. But it was like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, like, in college, I wasn't like, this place is oppressive. I want to do black tar heroin, and I can't. 
the, the thing that my dad. This place is a prison. <laughs> it's built on lies. On planet bullcrap. The, the thing, my. It was wild because, like, I think parents are a lot more involved with, like, their kids past high school now. Like, back when, like, there weren't phones and there wasn't that immediate contact, we didn't have a phone in our dorm room. I didn't have a cell phone. Your parents had no clue what you were doing at nope. college. And, I, and literally my dad, like, he was just okay with it. Like, when I left the house, it was like, like, it wasn't emotional at all. It was just, I was leaving for college. Your dad was probably like, good, the little pyro's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I mean, he was super nice about it. He's just like, hey, you know, it's a rite of passage. Um, you know, we got to let go. And you got to you gotta make the right decisions that we taught you. And good luck. We'll see you at Thanksgiving. Like, that was how I left in August. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'll talk to you at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Freshman year of college was... It was an eye-opening experience, to say the least. I uh, some uh, shenanigans I would do. I remember walking home one night from the local watering hole at UNI. At UNI, and there was some construction going on on College Street. At two a.m., I climbed up into an excavator and started it and drove it like four feet. Oh, they left the keys in it. The keys were in it. I drove that baby like two in the morning, and I was like, <laughs> I better shut this down and go home. This is this seems like a recipe to get arrested. Uh, that's Adam, one thing I remember. And the guy showed up the next morning, and Adam like had a lot of their work done for him. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the elves that fix the shoes. What's that like story? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The elves no. that fix shoes, cobblers, Gieblers? <laughs> no, well, they make cookies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fire hazards, an <laughs> oven in a tree. What yeah. are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Not here? smart. Jeepers. Not Just, smart. No, for the listeners out there, there's a story about this cobbler, mm-hmm. this shoe guy. Um. His name's probably like Geppetto or something. Um, but the, these elves fixed the shoes at night for him. Is he was bad at it? No, I don't think he was bad at it. I, I Somewhere out there, people are listening going, Perk, I know exactly the story you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't that be great if they showed up and Adam's it. like, uh, I got this uh, all dug out for you and we got the first uh, layer of asphalt yeah. down. Yeah. You Archie boys, take take five, take a tight <laughs> tight five. So, one of the shenanigans we would do, which, and we'd get done studying after four or five hours, and the library shut down at ten thirty. And he goes, "You want to do something fun?" I'd be like, "Yeah." And we'd be walking home from the Parks Library in Ames, all the way to Maple Willow Larch, which is kind of a trek across. I mean, the those two points of. Geography mean nothing so to me. Is, kind of is this a thirty-second walk or a thirty-minute walk? No, you're 30 talking thirty-minute walk. Okay, 30, yeah. yeah. So we would go, and you're going through Central Campus the whole way home, and there's a lot of people walking at that time because they're all leaving the library too or whatever. We'd get to towards the end of uh, Central Campus, and we started doing this thing where we'd climb up a tree, and we'd wait until there was like, you know, a group of people walking by, not a single person, because we're like, okay, that's scary and Mm -hmm, weird and mm -hmm. whatever but if it was like a group of people walking by we'd jump out of the tree and like start chasing after them for like a brief second (laughs) not long but like you know whatever for some reason we thought that was hilarious i think that's hilarious (laughs) probably freaked out a lot of people a lot yes several (laughs) this man this man is a lawyer now (laughs) wild how times change Uh, but it was it was like things like that. Like uh, the weirdest thing we probably did in college is like on random weeknights, 
you know, we'd be just sitting somewhere and there was a dollar movie theater in North Ames. Oh, yeah. Saw Napoleon Dynamite there. Yep. What was it called? <laughs> I forget, but it was attached to it that It wasn't mall called the Varsity, there. was it? Yes, it was. There it was. It was the Varsity Theater. There it is. Yep. And three, four of us guys, like, would just decide at 1030 at night to go to an 11 o'clock movie just on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, bored, don't want to go to bed. You want to go to a movie? That's what I miss about that age, honestly. That sounds like, it was a, the best. That, that sounds like, like a dream. You just do stuff like that. It was the best. Yep. Yeah. That type of that's why I miss college so much. College like, was great. Like it wasn't even honestly, yeah, I mean there was so much freedom. The drinking and stuff that you probably could have done a little less of, but like the stuff that was like the coolest was random people that were just like, Hey, let's go to this movie at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. And we'd all sit in the movie theater at different spots in the theater, just kind of by ourselves, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And Especially was, for people like us from a town like Alta where you can't do anything. Nothing, yeah. It was just fun. I yeah. saw the movie Anchorman in Perry, Iowa with a group of friends, and we were the only ones in the theater. And it was very enjoyable because yeah, that sounds awesome. we could just laugh out loud at stuff. And it was like being in a living room. Yes. It's like you just talk about stuff. Yep. Gosh, it was good. That is yeah. amazing. Those were the – and then – my other buddy Keith and I, we love to play basketball. And like any night of the week, it's like you're bored at seven o'clock. Let's go play seven games of pickup basketball with different groups at the rec center. Like that's the stuff I miss the most for sure. Yeah. Man, getting out of the house and that freedom is the best. And the thing that I think about now is so when I went to college, I'm like, oh, this is so hard. How am I ever going to adjust? And then you get you get into it. And then you get to the next thing and you're like, man, I really took that freedom for granted. Like mm-hmm. going to three hours of class for a day. I say this to high school kids all the time. to study for a few hours and then I get a weight lift for two hours and play basketball and go to movies. Like high school kids no responsibility. in my classes will be like, Burke, man, I'm so busy right now. And I go, you are busy with all the things that you like to do. Yeah. Just like, wait till you're older. Yeah. You went from play practice to this game. To well, it means like it's all stuff. It's like you're bored. You're busy with your hobbies. Yeah. yeah, like that's why when I get stressed out now, I like to think to myself, "There's going to be a day when I look back at this and say, because it's been this way in every stage. There's going to be a day when I look back at this and say that was the life." You know, I had that thought the other day. Yeah. I was watching a Braves game in my in my I have a little den area. Um. And all four of my kids were in the room with me. Three of them were, two of them were laying on the floor watching the game, and two of them were on the couch with me. And I just had this moment where I stop and thought, I go, these are the good old days. Yep. There's going to come a day where I wish all my kids were under my roof. And it was as simple as we're all just watching a Braves game together because they'll, they'll grow up, they'll move out, they'll get the, they'll have their own life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to soak this in right now that yeah. this is the good old days right now. Andy, Andy Bernard. Yep. Had yep. the most, had the best quote of any television very, very quote prescient. of all time. Very yes, prescient. Where he said, "I wish someone would tell you you're in the good old days before you've left them." Mm-hmm. Yep. That one's always stuck with me. It's an amazing line. Yep. I love how our rebellious talk leads to serious talks too. <laughs> Something not so serious. Tailgating in college. I love to buy a big jar of those giant dill pickles. And I'd go tailgating, and then I'd, I'd randomly I would yell, "Flying pickle!" And I would just chuck one across the tailgate what so people were probably getting hit in the face with pickles and stuff at you and i tailgates <laughs> why what what i just randomly thought of it one day what's the wiring 
in your brain that says it should just whip a pickle across the tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> Flying pickle and just launch one. Sometimes you could see where they went and yeah, people would take them off the side of the head or right in now, the shoulder or something. There's people out there that are like I used to go to these tailgates in college and get hit with these pickles. Every once in a while someone would just get smoked with a pickle and we never knew where it came from. <laughs> that was me. Like, Nobody ever it. confronted you. No one ever just like you didn't like chuck one and all of a sudden like 30 seconds later, the crowd parts and some huge guy comes up and goes, are you the jerk doing pickles? It never happened, luckily. I don't know. It was, it was, it was immature. I wish you would have hit somebody like the huge guy in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Pet, didn't you have didn't you have a lot of different <laughs> dorm arrangements? Yeah, I did. I got booted. <laughs> I got kicked out of my dorm. Not surprised. <laughs> Three strikes and you're out. And they, and Three I, strikes I, for what? Uh, I technically got four strikes because I wrote a heck of an appeal after the third strike and got to what stay. What did you do? Uh, Give me the 30-second version. First time I got wrote up was uh, freshman year homecoming. I thought it'd be a good idea to play video games at three in the morning with my door wide open and beer cans everywhere hmm. as an 18-year-old. Okay. Got wrote up for that when the when the old uh, RAs were making their rounds. I was friends with the RAs, too. They're like, Adam. Like, I'm just going to connect the dots. You drank the beers? Yeah, I drank Okay. <laughs> they were like, Adam. No. Like, he we never love- admitted to that. I remember the RAs being like, Adam. Like, they were present. True. <laughs> Circumstantial evidence. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Adam, we love you, but you're leaving us no choice here. We got to write you up. I was like, that's fair. Uh, second time. Kirk, what I heard him say is that the beer cans were present in his room. Yes. Yeah, that's all. That's all mm-hmm. I heard. Tom's my yeah. lawyer. That's right. So uh, second time I stole a parking sign and didn't think it was a big deal. It was when uh, families were moving in for the weekend. It's my sophomore year. I took pictures with it. I know parking sign. Yeah. Hit it behind my futon, posted pictures on Facebook. One day, police officer showed up at my dorm room door. It's like, is this you? Had a picture of me on Facebook with the sign. I said, oh, yeah. I was and just you were doing like, a- that is my brother, Rodrigo. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. He's no was- longer with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Thanks for bringing it up. Simple little prank. No big deal. I said, I still have the sign if you want it back. I pulled it out from behind the futon and gave it to him. This reminds me of like the early <laughs> days of Facebook when people were dumb enough to re- not think about the yep. idea that this is evidence. Like, I was one of Facebook them. Facebook came of age when I was in college. And like I said before, I was on a. It was a dry campus. There were kids that would drink and post pictures on Facebook and be completely clueless that the Office of Student Development was going to see these photos. And, like, it's just – there's the evidence right there. Yeah. They, like, didn't think – well, if it's on the internet, they can't use it against us. Yeah. (laughs) I was one of them. Uh, Third strike, it was probably another drinking-related thing. I got kicked out of the dorm, had to go live with maybe the worst person on campus. Horrible roommate. Uh, technically was supposed to get kicked off of campus, appealed my way back to being able to live on campus just in a separate dorm. And then I snuck back on the weekends to hang out with my friends, even though I wasn't allowed back. And then Tom like you weren't even allowed, night. you weren't even allowed to step foot in the dorms. No, I wasn't allowed to come back. Yeah. And I'd so, sneak back on the weekends. Tom saved me one night. So there was one night we were, <laughs> uh, we were in a dorm with Ped and his friends mm-hmm. and the RA comes through. I don't know where we're, we're old at this point yeah they said they heard my voice i think we're like 22 yeah and no we were probably 20 21 i think we're still 20 okay 20 yeah and so i had a friend from from iowa state there too and so right when the door starts knocking we shove ped into like the laundry area of this tiny dorm room Mm -hmm. and he's like behind the door cuddled up or whatever 
It was very warm. And and my legs. My were friend and I know shaking. that we have nothing to lose, and you and I, like, we don't go there. And so we're getting written up, and of course, we gave fake names and <laughs> fake IDs, whatever. And what what was the fake name that you? Used? I don't remember. I. I, I what did I say? I don't know. Oh. But I do remember you were you were not using real names, and it was uh, funny. I know. I think you used names of someone we know. I used names of a guy that um, – so I was a guy that we didn't like from Iowa State, and so was my friend <laughs> That's right. of another guy we didn't <laughs> like from Iowa State. So this is this is kind of poor. Uh. I was like, yeah, I'm this person. And they're like, okay, yeah. we'll be in contact with the directors in, in Iowa State then. And like, okay, okay, okay. And Adam, you had to stop from laughing in the closet. <laughs> I was in there like doing wall sits. My legs were on fire. And I so just couldn't wait for this conversation leave, to end. They leave the room after 20 minutes and Ped, as the door shuts, he falls down out of there just drenched in sweat. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, One of my oh. friends was outside and like happened to walk by and see it. And so he was watching through the window and he saw them leave and he didn't know I was in the room. And he said he saw me just fall out of the closet room outside and just died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I... Tom's probably a better friend than me. I would have been like, Tom's right or die. Adam, you cannot be in here. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get in trouble for your stupidity. Go hang out somewhere else. Yeah. That's that's where I would have been uh, a bad friend. Tom had my back. Yeah, that, and that other the the other guy too. Yeah. Was, yep. I'm. It's. I haven't I, seen him in a long time. I have not seen him forever. Neither probably your I. wedding. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Is last time. Oh, I've congratulations. Seen him Thanks. Yeah. I'm a going on 11 years now. I'm glad that I turned a new leaf in life a while back. I made poor decisions back in the day. I I just can't believe you were such a menace on the UNI campus that you were like banned from yep. stepping foot. Not even like you can't live here, but like you are public enemy number one. Yeah, there's wanted posters up of Adam at the UNI yeah, dorms. They told me if I came back that I'd what get would arrested. happen now if you were in the dorms at UNI. Like back to college? I think you should. We should take this on the road. I want to see Adam. I want to cast series. We need to film it like a video blog thing. YouTube series. Adam walks back into the dorms at you and I and just see like, it'd be so funny if you were confronted like your picture was (laughs) up. Don't let this guy back. (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget when uh, the the appeal that didn't work when I did get booted from the dorms, the like dorm director of the dorms I lived in or something telling me. He had my Facebook stuff pulled up. He goes, Adam, he goes, let me give you some some pointers for life. He said, employers and people that matter are going to be looking at your social media when they're trying to hire you. And you can't have your Facebook name say Adam Big Nasty Pedersen. And you were like, <laughs> joke's on you. I'm going to work for my dad. Yeah. And he doesn't have Facebook. It's, I'll never forget. <laughs> he told me, maybe I should just change my name to Adam Pedersen, not have my Facebook name say Adam Big Nasty Pedersen. <laughs> I'll never and forget it. What did you say? Were you like, duly noted? Yeah. <laughs> How many years did you go to UNI? Five. Should have never gone, period. What was your farming right away? I think you and I feel the same way. I think so too. (laughs) UNI's going, we see it the same (laughs) way, Adam. Um, What did you major in? Public relations and marketing. (laughs) I was going to go live in a big city and be a big ad rep for a company. (laughs) Was the dorm guy like, Adam, let's talk about your public relations? Let's you, talk about the state of your brand you, right now. Your before, brand, yes. before you can go be a PR guy for a company, you really need your own PR guy. Adam, you are the fire fest of students. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, college. It's oh. a great documentary. Yeah. Man. That's I got that's boy, I could share more stories from college, but I'm not gonna because Berkey might stop being my friend. 
No. Man. I'll just be glad that I'm not friends with that pet. Yeah. I, I just don't have time for that stuff. I'd be like, yeah. no, this is this. I, I got too many things I'm trying to do here. You take your shenanigans. Go be a train wreck somewhere else. That's what I probably would have I w- said. I will say it 2000, matters. 2014. Good Co- turning point in my life for I, the positive. I, I noticed this when I was in college. Um, so like people that would come after because like in, in high school, like the end of high school, I became a little bit of a leader to some of the kids that were younger and they'd come to Iowa State and their parents would let me know that they're real nervous and how they were going to do and blah, blah, blah. Um, it matters immensely the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we can get a little serious here for a second. Because, a Bible verse, don't be in the company of fools. Well, and that's, that's where like, we had, I had some fun in college for sure, but like during the week, the group that I just became really good friends with, very serious people, like there was no messing around, like school was important, let's get it done. And then, yeah, there was a day on the weekend, maybe two and some crazy weekends where you would have a lot of fun and mm-hmm. do this and that. But it mattered a lot to me that I was around people that just were in the habit of during the week, we work out study and go to the library that's what we do i always support network i always knew that i well from an early time in college that i wanted to be a teacher and a coach and so i was always like i just can't do things that are going to jeopardize my reputation or i don't want to have a plus you got to be able to i don't want to have a trail on facebook exactly things were like well you did this schools schools go hey man we can't we can't have that you know so i've I mean, and I think I've always tried really hard to protect my reputation um, in a healthy way, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I knew as a college kid, I was like, dude, I'm going to be in a few short years asking schools to hire me. Mm -hmm. I cannot have this kind of stuff on my record. And look at you. You haven't been kicked out of this apartment complex. Nope. (laughs) Not yet. You haven't even gotten strike one. Nope. Don't plan on it either. (laughs) I did take one of my... uh, smoke detectors out of the ceiling and put it in my drawer over there i don't know if that's allowed or not uh my first night of college ever first time having roommates one of them started a fire in my dorm room dang what a way to start me and jake and travis were their names and travis and i were on the top bunks jake um he's a nice person I will say he's an interesting cat. I'll sl- I'll just say that. There's some cats. And the first night, he for some reason is messing around on the top of the like he's standing there messing with something on top of the mini fridge next to the microwave, and he tries to light a napkin on fire. And Travis and I a look napkin? at each other. Yeah, so Travis and I are on the two top bunks on opposite sides of the room, and we look at each other. We don't like none of us know each other, and we Travis and I look at each other and we're like, what? what is this dude? Like, what, what are we in for here? And he started it on fire and then the smoke alarm started going off. (laughs) And this is literally the first night in the dorms. And he runs over to the smoke alarm and starts like with his hat, trying to like wave it. And we're going, Jake, put the fire out before you do that. It's just going to keep making more smoke. (laughs) And he runs over, puts the fire out and the smoke alarm's going off. And I just looked at Travis and I said, I am not getting in trouble for this. And I just rolled over and faced the wall. And the, and the our RA walked in and was like, what's going on? And I just sat there. I was like, dude, I don't even know this dude. He's starting fires in our dorm room. I am I am not. No, I'm not being associated with this. 
I literally just rolled over to the wall and just waited for the conversation to happen with the RA. <laughs> I never did that. Oh, boy. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our rebellious stories. Should we go bury it like we did the word can't in third grade? <laughs> yeah. So let's go bury the word regret. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then we should come back and watch Night of the Twisters with Devin Sawa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta man. be honest. Like I've seen his picture, and I I don't remember him being that. Like he's he's okay. Yeah. Um. He's QB one. Okay. QB one. He'll always be QB one in my heart. Burke is walking <laughs> Burke, off the show. Burke's mad. He can't believe what he's heard. I'm not going to stand here and listen to Devin Sawa slander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you going? I'm not going to tolerate. This. Oh, all right. He's actually leaving. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Uh, uh-huh. Tom, Tom and I can finish this one out. All right, we're going to... Man, we've been going a long time. I love it. Uh, we can quickly go through some sports heroes growing up, and then I'll yes. rock a little 90s quick hitter. Burke know. has forgiven Tom, and he's back. I, I, Burke, <laughs> or maybe he's just choosing to be the bigger person. Burke, I'm not I, sure. I apologize for personally and professionally offending you just now. He's America's greatest actor. You know what I just thought of? <laughs> he might be Canadian. I just thought of a... I don't know if I can keep it brief on our sports heroes. Well, just do what you got to do. Uh, I just thought of Tom. a category we can do in the future, all-time TV and movie quarterbacks sometime. <laughs> Tom, who's your all-time favorite athlete? Uh, I'm not pandering to you at all. Um, okay. I promise. Chipper Jones. Yeah, it's my dude. Yeah. 100%. I. So I'm, I've never been a huge baseball guy. Like after I was 13, it was all basketball for me and then running. But when I was, I don't know, eight till I was 13 or so, it was all Braves and it was Chipper Jones. And that was my dude. He's the coolest dude yep. ever. I mean, the high socks, the turtleneck yep. thing. All of it. Yep. He just like. He just was cool yep. on the baseball field. Yep. He's my favorite baseball player. Adam, who's your all-time favorite baseball player? I was a third – real quick, I was a third baseman. So even though I'm not a Braves fan, I also do love me some Chipper Jones. Mm-hmm. I'll say the one that probably had the biggest impact on me because of basketball, Like, and I wore his jersey, his USA jersey, until my mom wouldn't let me. And I was that way with Grant Hill. Nice. I love oh, Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. Yeah. I had a Man. Grant Hill trapper keeper. Grant Hill – just caught a tough break in the NBA. That guy would have been all time, but injuries, man. Well, he's still in the Hall of Fame. Man. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I don't know if he is. They let everybody into the NBA Hall of Fame, though. <laughs> I'm serious. Like the NBA yeah. Hall of Fame, it's a pretty low threshold. Yeah, he is had it? his first three years were incredible. The Although my favorite basketball him. player of all time, Sean Kemp, is not in. It's a travesty. The rain. I man. love Sean Kemp. Who's your favorite basketball player of all time, Adam? Uh, first of all, I want to answer your first question. Oh, I love Sean player. Kemp because of his personal life choices. Yeah. I have three baseball <laughs> players on my list. My favorite all time is Kirby Puckett. Okay. I didn't really get to watch a lot of him, so I had to go back and like watch old tapes of him my dad had to see him play. But also made some good choices. Yeah, bad choice and some bad ones. Uh yeah. Ironically, some of my guys on my list made bad choices. Who are the other baseball players? Uh Ken Griffey Jr., probably uh-huh. my all time favorite baseball player. Yep. Love that guy. In my opinion, he's the GOAT. Uh and Jim Tomey. Loved Jim You love Jim Tomey. My like weird Especially because player, it was three years with the Twins were awesome. My weird player that I liked that doesn't make any sense was I really liked Rich Aurelia. <laughs> he was a shortstop <laughs> nice. for the Giants for a little yeah. bit. For real? Yes. Rich Aurelia and Jeff Kent turned in double plays. Yeah, and Barry Bonds was roided up hitting all those homers. But yep. for some reason, Rich Aurelia, I really liked. Yep. Nice. Uh, favorite basketball player? Kobe. 
Kobe. He might be my all-time favorite athlete ever. Made some poor choices there for a little while. What about your guys' favorite, end, though? favorite football players growing up? I'm trying to think. Uh, I, oh, no, I've got one that's go ahead. by far and away. Emmett Smith, for sure. Yeah. Mine was John Elway. Love the guy. I just had like a hundred of his cards. I have his rookie card. Like John Elway was my dude. I cried real tears when they won Super Bowl 32. I was so happy. Then he retired. Over the Packers. No, then they won Super Bowl 33. Then uh, he retired. That's right. Yeah, when they beat the Packers, there was tears coming out of my face. Yeah. Uh, so happy. Kurt Warner. Love that guy to death. Great. Went to you and I. Man of faith. His story is just incredible. Iowa boy. And then humongous fan, maybe my favorite football player of all time, Reggie White. Really? Love, the Minister of Defense. Love Reggie White. Reggie was great. Man, it amazes me how he could manhandle like 6'6", 330-pound offensive lineman. No. That guy was a freak. Who's your favorite pro wrestler? Mine's but, The Rock. I never got into Ooh. this. Oh, I was big into it in middle school. My all-time favorite wrestler is probably Shawn Michaels. Ooh, he's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Love Shawn Michaels. Ray Mysterio, for some reason, stuck out to mm-hmm. me. Did you guys have a favorite NASCAR driver? Dale Earnhardt Jr. I all the way. I kind of like Dale Jarrett. I had about eight years where I watched almost as, all the NASCAR races. I never watched a lot of NASCAR, but I really liked NASCAR 99 on PlayStation. And because <laughs> of that, I would like Dale Jarrett. And then I think I had a Dale Jarrett poster from like Sports Illustrated for Kids, like of a Ford Quality Care car on my wall. And I was like, I got to have a favorite NASCAR guy. It's going to be Dale Jarrett. I watched NASCAR on Sundays in college, and my roommates all thought I was the biggest redneck loser. On it's Earth. like watching golf. You put it on and take a nap. Yeah. yeah. Who I, is your – this is one that I think about some, but I'm not sure if I have a clear number one here. But, like, who is your favorite player that you obsessed about a little bit that never turned out? Favorite player that never The guys in my out. fantasy league would say Derek Barton. He played for the Oakland A's. And, I, I remember that name. He played for the Oakland A's around like 2008, 2009, and he had a super high walk rate, and and he hit some doubles, and I was convinced like this dude's going to break out. High walk rate, doubles turn into homers, and he just never panned out. Hmm. Modern day, mine's looking like it's going to be Byron Buxton. He's just hurt all the time. <laughs> Favorite player never panned out, man. That's a good one. I'd have to think about that. I was a huge Tony Moyaki fan. Oh, yeah. He... Yeah. When he was Chiefs. healthy with Iowa, he was unstoppable as a tight end. He probably was the best tight end ever, Iowa ever had, like skill wise. But he was always so hurt. Well, is he is George Kittle kind of walking his career path now? I'm wondering. Yeah. Kittle's always hurt. Yeah, you get that many injuries in football, it's just a matter of time. I know. Actually, Richard really might fall into that category because he really didn't have like an amazing career. Yeah, you know well, who I, you know who had like two years of shine and is just forgotten about now. Scott Brosius. Remember, Scott Brocious? Yeah, he was World those, Series MVP those late in 1998. Eight when they beat the Padres, yeah, right? Those yeah, late he years of the, the Yankees, all of a sudden. The one for me was. These random players for the Yankees would be good in the playoffs. The one for me, he turned out to be a good pro. For He had a great pro career, probably just retired not too long ago, but was supposed to be the next phenom and never was quite that, was Rafael for call. Oh, Rafi. Rafael for call retired quite a while ago. Not, I mean, five years ago, but not. No, it was longer 10. than that, wasn't it? It was no, it was probably ten years ago. No. Let's go look it up right now. I think it was a while. I liked Rafael for call two. I'll he, say it was 2015 to 17 that he retired. Oh, now you're hedging your bets. You I, said yeah. five and, and I now went, we're, I went seven. Yeah. I, I think it's closer to 2012. Can we go Let's, back to NASCAR real quick? I remember the last NASCAR race I ever watched. 
It was on my birthday in 2013. It was he the day last to- played in two. Th- well, in 2012, he played 121 games. In 2014, he played nine. So really, 2012. <laughs> okay. Oh. So you're right. Rocket arm. Yes. Absolute hose piece from shortstop. Mm-hmm. Switch hitter. Little guy with a little bit of pop. He was, he was fast. crazy fast. He was yeah. he was a weapon on MVP 2005 for yes, Xbox. He was. Yes. But he had a little bit of problem with the uh, drinky drink. Did yep. he really? Yes, unfortunately. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, he got a couple of OWIs, whatever. But La, La Russa can't got be having that. him a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> can't be having that. Uh, my one of my not sports heroes and never will be is Joe Mauer. Talk about overrated. No, stop it. He just injury. I just overrated. Bilateral leg weakness. That's Guy's what he had. Go down as an all-time twin, and it's a joke. When when you put a guy like that, you're going to give a, a contract like that to someone that wanted to play catcher. Like that's tough. Did, and also, who all got all of his hits with the bases empty? Did, okay, what's what the flaw in your argument is that Joe Maurer can't pitch, and the Twins never put good pitching around him after true. Santana and Liriano were gone. That's very true. They wasted. Joe Maurer's career. Twins are, Joe Maurer didn't waste his career. The Twins wasted it's frustrating it. frustrating being a Twins fan because they never go after pitching. It's really frustrating. They haven't had good pitching since like Brad Radke and, and Santana. For 15 years, the Twins have been saying, let's take a bunch of like well, number two then, and three starters and make a rotation and see what happens. <laughs> and and nothing and ever changes. two and threes is being generous. Yeah, it's a lot of threes and fours. Yeah. I, I remember one year Carl Pavano was our ace. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Name your favorite pitching rotation. My, of the twins my, ever? No, no, of anyone ever. Oh, those, I have, those late nineties Braves. Nope, not my. That's mine. I don't know why. I'm not even a Braves fan, but I, I love that rotation. I bet, well, Glavin, Maddox, Ooh, and Small. I did like great. the Diamondbacks though with Schilling and Johnson. I can't believe it hasn't been said yet, but it's the Oakland A's in like the early two oh. thousands. Zito, Hudson, Mulder. I love those guys. Oh, those um, guys are amazing. Yeah. Dan Heron. Yes. See, I really liked Felix Hernandez. He was on. I, Mariners. Mariners. He almost played for the Braves. He, like he died, a couple right? years. No, that's that's um, Jose Fernandez. Mm, that's right. Um, Felix Hernandez actually Dominant. was at spring training with the Braves a couple years ago, and then he got hurt in spring training, and like that was it. And I was like, we're finally. And that dude never pitched in a playoffs. Really? The Mariners never. Never went to the playoffs he was, when he was there. Man, he was dominant. I really liked King Felix, and he seemed like a really good dude. Yeah. That's a great call in those A's ones, man. Johan uh, Santana would be in my favorite pitcher rotation. Yeah. Watching Pedro. Barry, watching Barry Zito come out there with that menacing curveball. Yep. yep. 12-6. Oh, my God. The A's had a stretch of so many good pitchers. That's actually the never funny. never did anything with it. Oh, that's a- well, they never like made a World Series no, or anything. No, but they kept running into the freaking Yankees. Yeah. yeah. But... That's the, that's the flaw in the movie Moneyball is they're like, oh, it's crazy. It was Scott Hatterberg and Dave Justice. Yeah, they don't ever talk and about those like, pitchers. Um, Miguel Tejada was at shortstop. Eric Chavez was at third. <laughs> and they were studs. And Zito Hudson and Mulder <laughs> yeah. was your rotation. Like, yeah. that's why you rattled off 22 in a row. Right. I'm pretty sure they had Jeremy and, Giambi, too. Well, yeah, he he got traded in that movie. Yeah. How do we how do we make up for Giambi? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get his brother. But, like. Tejada was an MVP dude. Chavez was yeah. a stud at third. Eric Chavez is one of my favorite non-Braves of all time. I love Eric Chavez. Mm-hmm. Big Chavez guy. My two best baseball memories, like fondest memories of watching professional baseball are like 2002 to like 2006 Twins. Johan Santana. I watched almost every single Twins Best game. pitcher on the I planet at the time. freaking loved watching him pitch. And then the Twins run in 2000. 
was it 10, I think, the first year in Target Field when Tommy and all of them were there, Maurer, Morneau, and Kadire, and Kubel, and they won this AL Central. That was such an exciting season. He got absolutely hosed then in he the went 2005 Cy Young Award race. Then he I went think to the Mets was. for like $10 million more million than the Twins offered him. Yep, and his career tanked. Should we close it out with a quick 90s quick hitter here? I think so. Uh, Burke, you brought this up like three months ago to us. But the absolutely iconic website, CandyStand.com. Oh, man. So many hours. Do you remember CandyStand, Tom? How? Nope. Don't have any records. What? Do you this remember CandyStand? This is where you'd play, like, mini golf. So when were With, the- like, Lifesavers yeah. mini golf. Yeah, and- Lifesavers mini golf. The, the ping 90s? pong. Yeah. No, nah, it was early 2000s. Early 2000s on computers. Oh, we didn't have internet at our house. But this is, like, the website that we would all get in trouble with at ping school. Pong, or not ping pong. Uh, you could play pinball on there. Can so many different games. I never did it. We Dang, would get bro. we would get in trouble. Out. I don't remember any of this. Really? Okay. I'm gonna, understand was I played so many games of that mini golf. So we're like freshmen in high school. Yeah, it was Life up there with like golf was one of the greatest games of all time. It was up there with uh, Tom. You don't remember this this stuff right here? Nope, never did oh, it. It was up there with like mini clip. Did you ever play on mini oh, clip? You had to time your golf ball to get the lifesaver to cross the water. Well, my brother and I played this. I so do remember much. mini clip. We played this so much that we knew where on the screen you had to place your mouse and when to let go. Because, like, there was almost, like, almost every hole had a possibility of a hole-in-one. Yep. If you just knew where to – exactly where to put it. That game was – man, that game was awesome. Pinball. I liked – that, do you I don't even the, remember what else I played on Do you there? remember the baseball game on there where you try to throw a no-hitter? Oh, yeah. Try to throw a perfect game? Yeah, I remember that baseball game. Oh, I did game. it, like, once or twice my whole life. I loved it. Um the uh, there was a like a luge, <laughs> yes, or like a bobsled type You're right. game oh my that gosh. was really good. Well, I went to CandyStand.com. Somebody needs to archive it. Oh, there was a pool game on there. Oh yeah, pool sharks. I went to CandyStand.com like four days ago because I knew we were going to talk about this, and it took me to some domain not known or something like that. CandyStand Baseball was great. Yep. What a great website this was. One-stop shop for all the games you ever wanted to play. Cream Saver Bowling. I remember the tennis. Yep. I played that baseball game so much. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I loved it. Great yeah, Sorry, Tom. First thing I can't relate Sorry to. Sorry we're talking about it all in front of you. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. I missed out on a lot. Ah, <laughs> you're off hanging out with girls while did I you was guys playing all, candy you guys ever, and putting I, people in the ditch. Well, we learned on this episode that uh, sometimes fun to be young and wild and free. That French toast is fantastic, and we need to eat that soon, real soon, and that sometimes your sports heroes make bad decisions in life, but they can turn themselves around, just like all of us can. Absolutely. That's what I learned. All right. Well, listen to us on Spotify and Apple and all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Tell as many friends as you can about this. It'll it'll help out the show, help it grow, and I don't know, that's all I got. Just be a friend tell a friend. You know what I mean? All right. If you see something, say something. Yeah, if you see something, say something. <laughs> uh, until that, let's see here. Oh, guess what? Next episode starts Halloween season. And I know you're excited about that. Oh, boy. You should see the list of Halloween episode topics in my phone. It's a mile long. Do you have a costume picked out for your Halloween? Well, I was going to. So when we planned a 2020 Halloween party, I went as Andy Reid. And then no one else dressed up, and I was the only person who showed up dressed up. <laughs> Someone forgot to text me. We weren't dressing up anymore. I kind of want redemption. I want to go as Andy Reid again. Yeah. 
<laughs> Elijah and his buddy Luke from school are um, very adamant that they have to go trick-or-treating together and Elijah is going to be uh, Patrick and Luke's going to be Spongebob. <laughs> oh, nice. Which I thought, I thought you were going to awesome. say Patrick and Jackson Mahomes. No, no, no. <laughs> Today's the big day, Gary. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I can't wait for that. Tell them to come to the apartment. They've never watched an episode of Spongebob either, but somehow that's their costume. You should tell them to come to the apartment. I'll hook them up with some Mountain Dews. Yeah. No candy. Just liquid gold. All right. Well. I can't wait to do the thing where you steal their Halloween candy. Dude, send, send it into Kimmel. Yes, you should do that. I did it one year and I didn't get picked, but. Dang. Yeah. Did they freak out? Uh, I was. Yeah, it was. Complete bad. meltdown? Complete meltdown. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, I'll, you need I'll to videotape it again. Yes, yeah. you need to do that. Elijah, though, probably wouldn't like. I'll just he, do he it. He seems like old enough to know, like, oh, okay, this a, is yeah. a joke. Correct. Yeah. He doesn't believe in a lot of things already because we screwed up, like, the tooth fairy and stuff with him, <laughs> so he knows it's us. And the other kids. It's good though, to know at a young age. Does he still believe in Halloween? I, I don't know what it means to, to not believe in Halloween. I don't know either. Yes, he believes in getting candy from strangers. Yeah. <laughs> Hot out.